0: To put the fire out, man. Y'all already know. Check it. I'm headed to the top. Niggas can't stop me. I'm cocky, I'm hot. Y'all just watch me. They say I'm high. Low key, they copy. Even the streets say it. No one can stop me. I'm headed to the top. Niggas can't stop me. I'm cocky, I'm hot. Y'all just watch me. They say I'm high. Low key, they copy. Even the streets say it. No one can.
1: Thank you for agreeing to do this. We appreciate it.
0: All day. Thank you, man. Thank y'all
1: appreciate right. it man yo so we want to welcome you to the no ideas original podcast my name is Shannon. that's zane that's rob and of course we joined today by the legend Five mc what's good my brother
0: peace hey, what's good yo
1: let's get, so let's get right into it you know how did you get into music and beyond that how the hell did you end up on uptown records at a time when uptown records was the shit
0: it's crazy, man. I had um, I got into music. because I got? I was. You know, mom's, right. no, no, I it's a long story Nah, nah, give it to, give it
2: to. We got time, you're brother. We got time.
0: Okay. I was in Brooklyn, you know, being a youngster. Crazy. My mom's had to move, relocate to Queens. Right. So I didn't have nobody in Far Rockaway. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't know nobody. So I just started picking up the pen and start relying on it and dealing with it and it became something I really fell in love with. So start going to the studio, you know. I met um Kurt Woodley. He was and AR for Uptown. Okay. And um Kurt Woodley used to tell me to change my words, but he was paying for my studio time. Uh. You know, so I was loving that, but he kept telling me to Change the words, change some of the words, you know, when I was like I could deal with it for but so long. And I just decided to walk away because I thought it was gonna be the the center. Like I'm with Uptown. I'm dealing with, you know, the the A and R, the president of A and R, Uptown. And right. I was in Heavy D, I was watching Finessing Quest, Groovy Chill, Guy, Albie, Sh- I was watching all of them cats. Ultra magnetic. Ultra magnetic, yeah. They was on yeah. <laughs> It was they was under uptown management. So, so I was watching him and I was like, damn, gotta get on. But he kept telling me to change. So what I did was I I, I stopped messing with him. I just broke off from him. Start paying for my own stuff, you know, going back to that. And um, I met Dante Ross. He was the president at Tommy Boy at the time. Real dope. He said to me, he said, Father, listen. I could sign you to Tommy boy right now, but I'm leaving. I'm getting ready to be president at Elektra. If you want to wait six months, come with me over there. So now I'm like, damn, I was in a rush. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm still politicking with these cats and I'm getting to know a lot of people because I I was training it at the time. Like I wasn't in, in the whip. I was on the train, the A train going uptown. I just was meeting all these cats. So then, LL Cool J's mother took me to meet Leo Cohen. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's crazy because I was signed to an independent record label out of Far called Stupid Fresh Records, mm-hmm. and um and um I, I Leo Cohen paid for me to get out of that contract, so they gave me a contract. So this is the story. This is the story of KF's. You working at Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah, at uptown? That, yeah, I've been working at Kentucky the whole time. You no know, doubt. the streets of Kentucky. That that's all yeah, up. That's <laughs> it. That was and the then, I, And again, all day. That paid for my studio. I ain't gonna front. But um, and then they still wouldn't. You know, when Leo came to me, so I seen how uptown was blowing up though, and I always wanted. Uptown, for some reason I felt Uptown. So I had contracts from all of these labels. Mm. So I go back to Uptown now. I did this record called It's Time to Go Prime. And um that's when the house music was in. That woo, 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 woo. And I did a record called It's Time to Go Prime, and it was crazy. And that's the record that was catching all of these execs. And and I did it myself. Me and CJ. CJ, a producer from Astoria, from how this all story I forget, but It was me and him, and we did that record. And um, Mm. next, you know, I go to Uptown, and I got all these contracts. I go to Uptown, and I want management. I don't even think about no Uptown records. I just want the management, because I'll be sure, like me, dressed regular. In his video, I see him and all these chicks going nuts. And I'm seeing this dude, like, regular. Before, yeah. it's like overnight, like boom. Man, I went back to Uptown with all the paperwork, I'm seeing like the show. And I felt good, I was like, yo, I just wanna uh, uh, management. I ain't going for nothing else. So they said, let me see what you got. So I'm standing near the door. You know how the door can slam in front of you? Right. They I'm right there. So they playing the record. Andre burst in the room. The door, he don't see me, he's here. The doors in front of me. He do not see me. And he said, Yo, who's that? And they said, That's your man. And he said, Who? Fog MC. He said, That black motherfucker. And you're not seeing me. Come behind the door now, right? And they said, Yo, he's right there. You tell him yourself. So I'm like, Yo, what's up, Dre? Now, I, that's how you feel about me, right? He's left. <laughs> <up after me. laughs> he says, Yo, you start going with the spill. Yo, I'm going to blow you up. I'm gonna make you a celebrity. You're gonna do, 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 do. do. We're gonna take you around the world, do, do, do. And they looking at Andre like, "Yo, Dre, like chill, like yo." He ain't here for a record deal. I said, "What are you here for?" He just want management. Okay, so you want management with with that record? He said, "What you gonna shop? You gonna go shop?" And Bob Celeste, the lawyer, Bob Down, has said, "Um, yo, we got a problem." He got all these contracts on the table. He don't need it. He don't really need us, basically. So Dre said, listen. He said, let me hear that record again. They played It's Time to Go Prime again. He said, um, he sent somebody, because that's when Uptown was in Brooklyn. And he sent somebody to the bank. The bank was right next to the Long Island Railroad. And it was close to the too. And he said, I want you to go get, withdraw me $1,000. I don't still know what's going on. I'm just like, okay. He said she like, said, so we start talking, the kid came back from the that work for him, came back. He said, listen, I want you to take this thousand dollars and it's yours. Whether you sign with us or not, it's yours. He said, um, you won't owe me nothing. He said, just give me into Tuesday.
3: Mm.
0: I said, uh, like it's Friday, I'm like, I ain't got shit to lose fucking Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair yeah, game right like there in my pocket and that's when um the rooftop latin quarters and, yeah. and other yeah, stuff i'm like i'm ready i'm leaving i'm happy i got a g i'm on the long island railroad I'm like well, i was more excited about the g than had, you know he told me so he said on tuesday if i don't beat them then the g is yours you ain't you owe us nothing and we'll manage Damn. so i hit a home run You know what I'm saying? To me, I get the call. I'm working at Kentucky Fried Chicken at this point. I get a call at the job around 4.30, and it's Bob Celestin. And and I said, hello? I answered because I was, you know, paying attention to that phone all day. I was (laughs) on that phone. And he calls at 4.30, I never forget it, and he said, yo, you can quit. I said, quit what? I said, Bob, don't play, man. I'll never forget. I said, yo, Bob, don't play, man, because you got going to have me quit. I'll quit right now, money. You don't even understand. And the rush was coming in, like, at 5 o'clock rush. You know, man. you work? Yeah, they have one of those specials, like, 20 beats of chicken for $20 or something, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> And And the rush was coming. So I was like, I was like, yo, Bob, man, I'm telling you, man, stop, man. You're going to be fired? I'll quit. I'm telling you. He said, listen, we got a check for you. We got a deal memorandum for you. Dre beat everybody. He beat everybody. He said, so come and get your stuff and we got the contract and you take it to your attorney whatever, but we're gonna put some money in your pocket, come up and and, and snatch something. But that's not included in my advance. Right, right. You feel me? So I'm like, y'all niggas just gave me a G. I'm gonna be owing. You know, and I was smart to the game a little bit. I to be owing all the shit. And he was like, you'll owe it, but you ain't got to pay us back for like the hearing. Damn. Yeah, Andre Harrell came correct. Rest well, Andre Harrell, not only did he beat everybody, but he gave, he bought me a studio. Damn. This is before people had, like, yeah. people, he bought me an entire studio because he wanted all his artists. He bought it for everybody, every artist, though. Mm-hmm. He wanted every artist to transfer the transformation from being an artist to being a producer. So, mm-hmm. You could be making your own stuff and keeping your budget. Right. You know, so he was he was damn near teaching us, preparing us for the future, but he he loved the, the fashion. He told me I fit into what they're gonna do with up. You
2: know.
0: You was a, a fly ass nigga keeping it in the i yeah. s. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna keep
2: it in stack. You had me wanting to wear silk shoes. And I was a young cat. I was, in the valley, <laughs> I was wearing valleys and suede fronts and Yes, all. sir, yes, yes, sir. sir. Yeah. So I, I, around all that talent, how, 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 was it difficult being around all that talent and still putting out good music?
0: Nah, nah. What I did was I never paid attention to none of them. Hmm. I never paid attention to none of them. I liked their music that they was putting out, but I never wanted to go to the studios and hang out I didn't want to go in like a, a, a trip and hang out and, and do all that. I wanted to stay in my zone and stay out my way, right. you know what I'm saying? When we went on tour, and it, it, it made everybody respect everybody more. Right. You know, Uptown was a family, like you'll see us on tour, you'll see us, but Uptown, really, well, KC and, and Mary were a couple, mm-hmm. were in right. each other, you know what I'm saying? I'll. Was like considered the hoe up there, basically. That's they nice. considered me the hoe. I ain't mad. It's the truth. I mean, you did that play. You did that Playgirl special too, sir. I was not mad either. <laughs> I'm looking for them niggas now, to knock about the <laughs>
2: That's right, That's man right, man style.
0: Hey, you know, but um, man, I had I had so much fun at uptown because it taught me, you know, like the business, the 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 when I really realized that Uptown was the truth, man, is when um I used to come to go to all these record labels, and I used to hate it. Like when you go to receptionist desk, and you gotta stand and wait for somebody to come, and then you're tired of standing, so you sit in that couch area. I <laughs> hate that. And all the celebrities that were big would go walk past you, like you know what I'm saying. So for me. I always said if I ever got the opportunity, any label I'm on, when I see young cats in that lobby, I'm gonna just build with them and 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 talk to them because I know the feeling. You feel what I'm saying? That's right. You know,
3: it was. It tell was, me, just, tell yeah. me about okay when you when when you when you that day when you walked out of that office. Okay, when you when you had got the G up front that you really didn't have to pay back, and you knew that all these other steps was starting to go for you. Tell me that feeling, man, once you got home. Did you did was you were you just calling everybody on your phone, like yo, yeah. guess what happened? Or, or did you or did you keep it like quiet as kept I'm gonna for a while and me
0: I'ma keep it a buck. I went to Jamaica Avenue. Mm-hmm. In Jamaica Avenue in Queens, I went to the Coliseum and they had the
1: Coliseum, I knew he was gonna say
0: that. <laughs> I went to the Coliseum and they had the Shirt Kings was in there, my dudes the shirt kings. And wow. then and then they had um they had this booth where you could make a video right and the videos you know like cheap videos but it looked good though Mm -hmm. so it wasn't comparing it wasn't nothing to compare with the videos that i've done but it was good for me not being out so i I went to there and i had this record called the agenda and I, I went in there, paid $5.99 and, and shot a video by myself. You know, you could pick the backgrounds and all of that. But right. I, I took it to my dancer in Queens. I got off the train on Mott Avenue. And I was just so in the head, so fucked up. Like, I was like, like, damn, I did this shit. I talked to God, thanked him, you know what I mean? I thanked him, and I said, this is my opportunity. And I, and I swore to myself, I said, um, I want to buy my mom's a house. I, I think with that thousand dollars, the thing, I, I knew I couldn't buy a house with a thousand, right? But I'm saying, after I go get some fucking old English, <laughs> I'm going to go buy a, a stack of English for the crew. I'm going home, man, and I'm just going to, I took that walk because it was, I lived in Bayswater in Port Rockaway. Mm-hmm. like a good 15 minute walk to Mod Avenue. And right. I, used do that, I used to do that just praying. Like and you know that was when I went to IS fifty three out there when I got transferred from Brooklyn to Queens. Uh, I used to walk in the snow like all right. the way to school, and I used to always just be fantasizing when I walk on Madison Square Garden. I had the earmuffs, little I had a thing with the earmuffs, rig and where I could hear my you know music, you know, and I just be like, this is how I'm walking on stage. Next thing you know, I'm at school, you know, so. Yeah. My brother had took me to the funniest shit. My brother took me for my birthday. He took me to see Dr. Jekyll, Mr. High, LL Cool J in them at Madison Square Garden. I'm going to bug you out. So I named, I, I, that's when I started getting my name becoming father MC, right? So I used to spell my name, you know, F-A-R-T-H-E-R. Father, like father, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid or whatever, but that's how it was, right? And um, I remember writing carving far, like F-A-R-T-H-E-R in the seats in Madison Square Garden. Mm. <laughs> I was here. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I put. Father was here. Mm. This is done, uh, y'all gonna think I'm bullshitting. That chair in that seat was still there when I landed on Madison Square Garden to perform at Madison Square Garden and we sold it out. And I remember the sound check. I didn't remember the seat exactly, but I knew the row. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I went there, and I, I remember I sat in the like middle and we and my brother got like good seats. So we wasn't we was like the row up from the stage. Like just like it was back, but it was the first row from the mm-hmm. stage. And I remember I carved it and I just wanted to see was it there and it was still there. And I wanted to buy that speaks so bad, but they wouldn't let me get it. Yeah.
2: It's crazy.
0: Oh, usually when I'm
2: all, when we're on here, I usually ask an artist on a artist, you know, how important is imagination? And you just put it all in perspective right there, son. Yeah. Why here
1: and doing that? Let me say we had it's funny you mentioned Shirt Kings, so we had Shirt Kings on um, a couple of episodes ago. We interviewed Shirt Kings yeah. D. Uh, good, very, very good dude. In fact, he has he's related to Rob. Yeah, he's my so, cousin. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. found out. Um, you know what I want to ask you about? Mark Morales, aka Prince Marky D, underrated producer, writer, everything. A lot of people don't know the work he put in. What what was it like
0: for you working with Mark Morales? It's crazy because get in the morning okay so i i, I signed to uptown now right i i had this album and it was called i'm back and i'm better i'm you know i'm back it's my turn and um then we were headed to shoot the video everything All i get the call Andre for me you know yo he wanted want to do lunch or mid dinner or some shit and he had everybody at this mid this dinner Puff, you know um, um, Bob Celestin, Steve Lucas, and him. Mm-hmm. So I get to the thing and I'm happy because I'm ready to go, you know what I'm saying? I'm the new savior of the day, you know, cause you know, you gotta realize like when I came in, I had to carry a lot of weight. You had Heavy D, I'll be sure, Guy, Groove Be Chill, Ness and Quest. Right. And magnetic, right? That's the first tier of Uptown. Success, success, mm-hmm. my tier, I came in with Father MC, Jodeci, Mary, Christopher Williams. That's it. Who's first up back? Father MC. Who? Which artist was solidified? None of them. People don't realize Mary J had a record with Jeff Red when Jeff Red was the artist, and he came out, Right. and, and the record didn't really take off. You know what i'm saying so i'm holding the whole shit. now it's me and i'm coming out a new artist i'm known in new york but so what you got the whole world it was bigger it was bigger than anything and i'm coming out and then i'm coming out introducing four brothers that could sing but i'm talking about women right so it was off the pat, i was a sellout you get what I'm saying? Or oh, it right, wasn't... Right, right. On so cool. some hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you're think singing, got, you got singing going on. Sellout was crazy. I ain't gonna mention no names and throw dirt, but it was a hardcore hip-hop group that said, yo, father's oh, selling out. You know, cause he got singing on it. I'm working on my next album. Niggas coming out with singing too. So I, of course I stepped in. <laughs> but, and, and the niggas, niggas get berries in they food when you, you walk up to a dude. But anyway. That's right. In the Mark Morales, so I'm um, I'm on the train. I got the gym in my pocket, so I said, "Let me see what I'm gonna do, man." So before I went to Rockwell, I went to I was going to go to Green Acres Mall. Mm. Mark was in Green Acres Mall, and I seen him, and he was like, you know, everybody in Queens heard of farm MC and and everything, you know, because so I won the U.S.A. roller skating ring, so my name was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark said, yo, what's going on? I said, man, I was a little down because, you know, the meeting and um, Bob Celestin made it real clear. Like he said to me, my single was, I'm back. And Mark said, nigga, you back for what? You're back for where? Where you been? He said, listen, man, you want to be, you want to have a Benz and be in the projects? Or do you want a, a damn mansion and have a, a Bentley? Mm. Like, I want that. Maybe. And then he said, and then he said um, Dre said, listen, man. He said, I'll scrap this album. You won't have to pay for it. If you listen to us, let's start all over. I got a photo shoot lined up, stylus, everything. Mm-hmm. Let's start all over. If you do it our way, we'll take care of everything. You ain't got to worry about that other album. If you do it your way. I'm giving you an option. If you do it your way, we will support you. But if it don't work, I'm letting you know I'm dropping. Mm. Wow. That was it Our way, and it don't work, we'll exercise the option and pick up that album. Okay. So I was like, oh shit, I I got a win-win situation. It was crazy. He was like, you know you need you need to make records now we need to make real records and i was like real records like what, what you, I, I couldn't understand what you mean real records and he said um i want you to check out the stylist we gonna have for you at the photo shoot so then the photo shoot comes and they have everybody from Uptown, everybody. Def Jam was at the, at the set too, you know what I mean? But one was for shoot was for Def Jam and one set was for Uptown. And I'll never forget, it was The Source magazine. And that's when Uptown introduced all their artists. And I don't know if Dallas had me in a hat, a trench coat, glasses, and I'm in the middle, in the middle of the magazine, in The Source. And it said, Father and See. And that was the first introduction to Paul MC with the world. And I said, "Holy shit!" And that should look so good because it looked so good. it looked like I sold platinum already, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at Mark at Green Acres, and I'm like, "Yo, man, I need some real records, man. I need some radio joints, man." He said, "Yeah, you got radio records. I heard some of your records." I said, "Nah." He's talking about. It. He says, "Oh, you mean they want you?" Daytime records, radio. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you had, you
2: had radio on lock too, man.
0: On lock, baby. But it took a minute to get there, boy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, he said, "What do you, what do you build?" He said, "We got Corey's at the house, at his house." And he said, oh, "We got a little setup. If you want to go and you know do it," I was like, "All right, let's go." Got in his Porsche. We go. Boom. I, I rock with Corey. Corey room. Mm-hmm. Um, Corby's a bad mf man. He's writing yeah. wise singing-wise, talented brother all the way around. I thought him and him and Marky e. D was Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. That's really right. yeah. how, I, how I could really put it, insinuated, it, like, they can get damned with the best of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they got shortchanged in the game on their production skill and writing skill, because Corby's just not even rated where he really should be on the singing. He could go and make an album in 10 seconds and be that dude. Yeah, I agree. And Mark is just talented. And I ain't want no nut riding. he because he the fat boys. I worked with him. So I, I saw it like myself. I saw it when I, I'm i over him being the fat boys. Do you get what I'm saying? Now I'm mm. back and we working. And I'm not even concerned about them niggas, the fat boys. I'm concerned about Father MC right now. Right. So I'm sure how dope and instrumental he is to the second half of Corby and I'm seeing it for myself and I'm like, these guys are crazy. Wow! And, and us three putting our heads together, man, and, and coming up with the ideas. And I already had treat them like you want to be treated cause the crackheads I saw on the, um, the Long Island Railroad. I swear this was like a, a, a movie, like from a uh, Mujack City or something like, you know, what Chris Rock in here, yo, yo, I'm gonna kill you, bro. <laughs> And she said, Crackhead said, Yo, don't you know, treat me like I want to be treated. <laughs> I the Crackhead like around $2 million or something. Now I don't even know. And it's, uh, so when it stuck to me, I just like, Treat know, you want to be treated. Treat you know, like, be treated.
3: And then I just started
0: coming up with that. And then Corey, Corey starts singing it. We make the record. I write the record at Corey House. We write the record. The record was crazy. Without Joe at this point, we take the record up to Andre, the Uptown. Mm-hmm. Andre loved the record. And he's like, but we not spinning on it yet. We not spinning. He said, listen, so, so Mark said, listen, Dre, we got studios, we, this is the pre-production. We know studios that, you know, we ain't charging out nothing. He said, and Dre said, you gonna do records on Father, and you ain't gonna give us a bill? Uh, what we keep, what you keep, you pay us for. What you don't, mm-hmm. it's going up. Okay. The smartest decision more made for him and Gordon, because they accepted every record that we've done. Damn, wow. Wow. Yo, well,
2: congratulations on the yeah, you. anniversary of um, Father's you. Day. But, but, but sticking to Treat them treat Like, um, was it really
0: 46 remixes? It was more than that. <laughs> it really was more than that. But the album wasn't done, right? No one expected for Treat'em to take off. I think they put that record out to get me out the way. Like yeah. they, didn't know, they didn't know, if it didn't work, they're gonna drop me. you mm-hmm. get what I mean? So they didn't know what it was. That's just my personal, what I believe. Right. Well, Treat'em, they put that shit out. It was over MCA. The parent company was like, we got a problem. To push it. This kid, Father MC, is is on fire. It's on fire. Hell fucking. Then they had the album wasn't done. I didn't have time to finish the album because they got me traveling now, doing all these promotional gigs. Mm-hmm. And then I'm signed to ICM. So ICM now, the promotional joints is over. Now all of these promoters are coming to the table, paying for Father MC to do a show. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there doing promotion, I'm doing shows. MCA is getting mad at ICM. So MCA is picking up the tour dates and paying me because it's conflicting, it's confliction with them. Yeah. they you know, the same dates. Yeah. Right. So MCA would pay me for promotional shit that usually I'd be doing for free. Wow, nice. And then I go around the corner, after I do that, I see him would rebook me with the promoters. You get know what I'm saying? Give them a different date. So it was crazy. And um it was crazy. So how I'll do for you. I had Dave Hollister on the original, I'll do for you. Underrated too. hear yeah. Yeah, that one.
1: Have your Dave I had Hollister. Dave Hollister on I'll do
0: for you and the world never heard it because Andre was like, he said, okay. We got to put out another single for Father MC. And you got to understand, Treat Them Like You Want to Be Treated was out for damn near nine months by itself. Wow. But by itself. And it had all of these remixes, Radio Club. Day, I mean, every type of mix you could think of. So what happened was, um, Drake called all the producers and said, yo, we got to get out doofy. We don't want the same thing for radio. You know, they keep asking. So Mark and Corey went, we got married. You know, Kurt Woodley was managing Mary and he discovered Mary. He got her and, and we did then Corey put that to be real. Then and then that boom. Yeah. And Mary went in there and killed it. They played it for Dre. I'll never forget Dre was like, that's the single. We said, we no. know that's the single. We talking about Al doopy the record. He said, no. I'm not doing to Dave to joint. I'm doing <laughs> what we <you're doing." laughs> upgrade. Let me let
1: me let me say this though, real real quick though, you know what? And and because I'm I'm listening to you talk about like just even taking the guidance and trust and judgment in Andre Harrell to allow him to to guide you to say like, look, if we go this way, I'm gonna make you a star and it's gonna take off. In this day and age, there's not a lot of artists that actually sit back and take that guidance, you know. So for you, you know, yeah, yo,
0: know, you you made the right decision, clearly. Absolutely, yeah. Because I knew. If I signed to Death Jam and I had a whole bunch of labels, I just don't believe in my heart of hearts that the labels would have knew what to do with Author MC, like Uptown did. Right, right, right. And do I think I would have had success? Absolutely, because it was a lot of dough that was involved with it, that would have been put into me. But um, really, to do what Uptown did, I don't think there was a label prepared to do that. You know? Yeah.
3: Yes, tell me about uh your first experience going going out of the u.s and uh you know going to london selling out of london and all that uh, you know traveling the world wow, sure. seeing, seeing 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 other races attract you know gravitate towards your, toward your craft
0: it was crazy our first show our first show was in canada mm. eight people came <laughs> eight people game. and that was including my moms and pops too wow real shit at the end of the day we was out with us and groovy chill right this is the funniest story wow. i can groovy chill. groovy chill had had that movie house party right he was lobbing off a house party it stars like i don't know nothing i'm out on the road and me and daryl being D, chill we always laughed about it because i see them they had a whole bunch of you know white chicks and and I'm seeing the, the glass, they in a restaurant, right? This is the funny, so they in a restaurant, they eating lobster, shrimp, and, and everything. I'm like, oh shit, talk from the hood. I, I go, I'm trying to get in, like, yo, I'm Paul mc too. Like, you niggas like I ain't gonna say which one, but just check this out. I'm coming in and the guy puts his head in front of me, like, no, 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 Father. You can't. No, 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 Paul, You can't come in, right?
2: <laughs> I'm
0: like, yo, what's up? There's a certain level. There's rules to this shit. There's a certain level. You can't come in because you chase. Right. You know, like a sad puppy, like walking out, looking at the window with niggas eating. And I oh, I said, when I get big, I'm going to put these niggas on a tour with me again, right? We're going to repeat this shit. <laughs> <laughs> End of the day, I go to Africa after that. Blow father's. Is starting to take off crazy in New York. we in Africa. And we, with this Haitian group, we, with Patti LaBelle, Jermaine Jackson, David Peaston, all of us, right? Yeah. Hey. Jermaine Jackson was, was acting like a diva. I ain't front like, Like, no. Yeah, see that? See that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were going for it at first, right? But then we had to. We had to, um, we had to go to see the president in, in Senegal. We was in Senegal, and we had to go to Gambia. And then Senegal and Gambia started fighting, start warming. So we took the plane over to Senegal, to Gambia. We couldn't take the plane back because they start warming. They was they were scared. They were shooting over. They shoot the planes down, right? Okay. Now, I got David Peaston, and I'm like, how are we getting the fuck back? You know, they got, I kicked, you take us to the ocean, so I'm thinking we can to get on a boat, we're gonna chill. They got like, nine rafts. What? <laughs> and they got goats on the raft. Think You can't make this shit up. This shit is crazy. <laughs> nine goats on each raft, a raft apiece had a goat. So I'm like, what's that? What's the, what's the raft for? That's how you get your vibes. <laughs> if something happens, that's your food, nigga. <laughs> so then they had two skinny African kids, no older than thirteen. I'm looking ones at the top of the boat, the ones at the bottom, or the like outside, sitting like he's standing in the ocean, mm-hmm. and he's holding the boat. So I'm looking, I'm like, what is they doing? They said, um, they're steerers. So I said, what's the steerer? They said they gonna um, steer us to the other side of the ocean. they gonna take you you need to go. <laughs> now, I'm looking at all of this shit, right? This is crazy. So, I'm looking at David Peaston and I'm looking at Jermaine Jackson, like, uh, I'm not getting on that. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas, the, the older lady, she gave it. She was like, I can't take this shit. Well, stay here, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <You're genius. laughs> more like, or 500 pounds, I'm on the raft with him. I'm like, oh, shit, this is crazy. <laughs> the raft stops. Like when we get halfway there, like there, like 20 feet or so before we get into back into Senegal, the raft stops. Mm-hmm. i like, what the hell's happening, what's going on? I'm ready to jump out and swim to shore, right? Right. I see the, the African kid get out the first one on the top. He gets out and jumps, holds the raft. Looking at this cat like, yo, the other one, I'm thinking they get ready to rob us because the other one jumps out in the back too. And he holds it. And he's like, pass, pass you your 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 luggage. Mm-hmm. So he puts the luggage down. Then he says, Come. I'm like, come oh, here, nigga. Where are we going to? Right. Yo, right here. So we had to get up, sit on old boy's shoulders, and they walked us. Yeah to sure. I said, wait a minute. I said, I want to see this. I want to see him. Who's going to hold his thing? <laughs> yo, dude, them little dudes who David Peake's like it was nothing. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, man. Man. Yo, let, let me, you was talking about earlier, like um, how dudes were saying like the, you know, the singing on the records or whatever it is. Like, yo, I look at it like this, like record sales is record sales, radio okay. spins or radio spins. At the end of the day, you know, people can say whatever they want, but they want to sell records. You know, after hearing other artists or people come at you like that, is there ever a time where you said, you know what, I want to make records that's not, um, that doesn't cater more towards the female audience. I want to make street records. Like, did people ever influence you to, or try to influence you to change?
0: Once I saw the check, it was over. <laughs> it was over. It's like, I remember I flew in, I was on tour, and we had to go, we had to, we had like a, four-day run or three-day run, you know, yeah, the bus would just be on the road, just going. So my manager, I said, yo, I want to see the um, Hammer. I want to see Hammer in concert. Mm-hmm. So he said, all right, I'll fly you in and you'll fly back out and meet your bus, right? So I said, okay. So they fly me out, get me the tickets to Madison Square Garden. I'm the most worst dude in the world. I forget I'm father MC they had me at will to go into the will call to go you know that's where you go in, in the back yeah, right. i go straight through because the girl knew me knew who i was she said oh my god father she said "Come." i'm thinking i'm doing the normal shit, so i walk and then i walk no bodyguard i walk into madison square garden and i'm walking down because that's where the vip all the way in the back the whole damn stadium starts standing up And next thing you know, I see Bobby Brown sitting on the side of the stage. And Bobby sent his bodyguards to go snatch me because it was crazy. It was pandemonium. Nuts. It was was just me. And I'm just walking. And next thing you know, the whole masses, I mean, I'm not even no exaggeration, just went nuts. All the chicks. Start jumping over the things coming in the body was thanks to Bob, man and we talk about this all the time yo dude how he saved me and at this point i never met bob i never met him before that and he looking at me because he's sitting down and he's looking at me like this like yeah you stole my video i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um it was crazy and hammer was coming on I've never seen so many gangsters and thugs when Hammer came on, jump on your chairs, you can't touch this, <laughs> doom, doom, doom. <laughs> all the words, everything. And I'm sitting here like, ain't this some shit. Hammer was a gangster himself? All day, shit. you don't know that. And his brother, Louis, is crazier, Louis Burrell. Man, wow. yeah. Hammer was G-checking all kind of people, like, they. Rappers, people thought it was thugs, and Hammer was pushing up on them like, yo. Yeah, and Hammer wasn't no punk either. I was on the road with him, because I did a lot of spot dates. Like, tours, we did like the heavy, the heavy, crazy tours was crazy. But in between those tours, like, we'd be in rehearsal. So ICM would set us up, because you know, ICM to get their bread too. Right. Every time count. So they set us up with spot dates. So I was doing spot dates with like everyone who had a hit record, like in Arkansas, Miami, anywhere. And um I seen a lot of these artists, man, a lot. In the beginning I was out with um poor righteous teachers a lot. PRT. Yeah, I was out with them brothers, cool brothers. Um the tours the tours was crazy. Um High Five, True, Candyman, Tony, 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 Salt N Pepa, Father State. That was one tour. EPMD. That's a, that's a great oh, lineup right there. The street, to answer your question, I went on a street tour. EPMD, mm-hmm. DJ Quick, Chub Rock, um, Father MC, and, and Candyman.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and DJ Quick ain't no and Too Short and Too Short wow. and and Quick ain't nothing to be messed with on the road, dude i mean phew i've seen it i've seen it so when you know and i asked eric sermon man i asked him i said yo why y'all got me on this tour man why y'all got me on this tour?" he said yo man and eric he said you gonna bring the women (laughs) I i never had a problem getting paid i never i was like the first one they would pay me after they got paid they would have to Everybody else would have to wait. He would hit my road manager in before we hit that stage and say, "Yo, you straight, man? You straight?" Yeah.
3: Straight
0: at right. this stage, they can see this bike. And um, and I and I asked him. He said, "Man, I'm hanging out with you because every state we got into, Eric is the craziest dude ever. I love him. He would knock on my bus yo, are we going? We going? We going sound check? or we going to the mall? <laughs> what are we doing?' <laughs> every place we went." The, the promoters will come. You know how much money I made besides doing shows on the show? Because right. they there would always be somebody with a camera and a stand. And he'd be like, Yo, yo, Father, see, man, listen, man, no matter what you got, I got like two grand. Can I give you two grand just for 40 minutes, man? Stand there. <laughs> stand here and take <taking> these pictures. <laughs> yeah, I was, he gave me two grand, like straight up out the gate. Yeah, he get money. Five people come, all a mm-hmm. thousands. You know, I'm near 40 minutes, and he'd do it. And then we was playing CeeLo on the road, on the tour bus playing CeeLo. Uh, I mean, the next tours we had was, um, it was so many, man, it was so many. The the tours that took the two years apart, because that's why my albums were two years apart, because we'd you, go on tour. A year in the States, two of us take us right, to the airport we're going overseas for that next year right and, and we and we was doing it and it was crazy it was crazy man just to just to be out there and seeing the people when that really love you like japan seeing japan how they don't speak a bit of english but know every word to your records, verbatim baby verbatim verbatim verbatim, verbatim. verbatim.
2: So I, we, we respect you as an MC, but let me ask you this. I don't know how true it is. At what point were you doing dance hall?
0: I never did dance hall. You never? That was, that was the right, myth. You know I mean? Let me clear this shit up. All right, let me clear this well, shit yeah. up. Let me, let me, let me that out, that out, I never was married to Teresa. Randall. When was Teresa my girl? You know? Yeah. Me and Teresa was smashing. That was my girl. But married? No. So that was that was nah. Nice. She's a very beautiful girl, a good friend, but never said I do. Never been married. I don't know where that shit. I think it came from. We went to a red carpet event, and we all together. And we was together. They seen us, and so somebody was like, "Oh God, they get married." Ah, uh, yeah. Married. And, that, and that was that. Never married. Her, never married her. You know, I hope she's doing good, but never married her. Okay. And no dancehall, no reggae, no reggae for you either. Never. Never okay, that clear that, clear that yeah. up. You know, I mean, if I was, it would be yeah, I, you know, but no.
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yo, talk about how I wasn't working with Hev
0: being on Uptown. Hev was the best, the best man. I, I have was the best because right. I remember we did the MTV Unplugged, the Uptown right. Unplugged in LA out here, and right. um, and um, we had to go live and like. I just did Pippa Die to the soundtrack, Who's the Man? So I just did that in New York the day before. Flew me out to LA. Come to find out, I gotta memorize that shit because I'm doing that record live on on the Uptown on right? right. Then they want us to go. They book time for us to write something so we all can go do a record together. That's called Uptown Unplugged. Yeah, with I love that joint. Archie, Mary and everybody, mm-hmm. and, and I was the first one to set it off. And um, I was like, I was like, oh my god, have and and you gotta do all your other hits, right? You feel me? So I'm like, I barely just know Pimp or Die. Now they got me doing. This other record, we're all of us and we're live. It ain't no cut. No go. rehearsals, none of that. None, of, nothing, nothing. And I just was all week, I was like this man, I know I'm gonna fuck up. So I start thinking to myself, if I fuck up, I'm just gonna start flowing something else, whatever. <laughs> Improvise, baby. Yeah, I was I was ready to, but you could see if you watch that, if you watch that Uptown MTV I'm Punk, mm-hmm. if you watch it, you'll know when, i knew i was safe and i knew i was like in half was just like this like this like yeah. and that hit me like you did it like i i, I passed through i was mm-hmm. like be the idiot on stage on this one buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you How, yeah. I, I
2: miss i miss him man i i, I do yeah that's
3: the picture i knew you miss
0: have man Hav was a real dude man i Heav was a real dude man like like he was he was the the coolest. Like I, it was like nothing you could think of bad to say about him. Yeah, really. man. And, and
2: Eddie F did a couple of your joints,
0: right? What did he producing Eddie, a lot of joints? Eddie did on the second album. I went to Eddie cause Eddie me and him used to always like walk out like, "Yo, you gonna come? You gonna rock, man?" I used to always make jokes like, uh, right, you just want to just give heavy the flake so I'm gonna go and get me some other flavor. And he was like, I said, I want Eddie. I told Andre in front of Eddie. I said, what, you gonna try to charge me extra now? Because, you know, and I said, nigga, I'm about to call MCA on your ad. Said, and Eddie. <laughs> we and Eddie built a relationship, a friendship. And we started, you know, we said, okay, these are the days I'm coming to the studio. I bring Mary, um, they get a limo and um we go there and, didn't have no idea how I wrote, how I came up, even, I don't even remember how I came up with One Night Stand. Mm-hmm. I I was, when I said, nah, baby, it was a joke. I was singing, like, oh you want for me is one. And I was like, yeah, baby, you I said, nah, baby. And then, and then <laughs> I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna take that. I said, what? That Nah, baby. And then he started like, doing what he do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You added that in, yeah. Yeah, he added that in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was How- my dream. And then, um, tell, me,
3: tell me, about working with Howie T.
0: Oh, Howie, dude, Howie was the best man. Let me tell you something. This is before I've, I ever had one record, right? So I'm out making it the first time. And Howie, he had you can't forget he had Chub Rock, he had Special Ed. Yeah, chance to go make one record, man. You know usually producers is happy to see you because that's a check i'm a check to them mm-hmm. they had two tour buses and father mc wasn't on his mind at that point because he had to make sure he had to get special ed his tour bus was there chubrock's tour bus was there so they gave me a lead so he had to make sure all of the dancers and that's the first time i ever saw some shit like that i'm saying damn i can't wait to it's my turn because i'm right. saying with like Boxes of fucking Heineken, loafing the truck, the bus up, Grove Street, loading the shit up. I was like, I want to come. You know, like, <laughs> Dude, It was crazy. And I just said, it's coming. And, and i never forget how he just hit me. Like, this. he said, You ready, Bob? I was like, Damn, I want to go with them. He said, Yours is coming sooner than you think. He said, Trust me, yours is coming. He said, I was at Uptown and I heard a marketing meeting. You get ready to have probably two of those yourself. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And it was good cause a lot of people was telling me like what what the record label have planned for me. Right. You know, before I even knew. So I knew what I was walking into, but I didn't know to the extreme of, of the, you know, like, is this shit really popping? Is it really gonna go down the way they saying it is? And when I saw it and every time they told me, it happened.
1: Yeah. Right. you you had two monster t- you had monster singles on that first album you there had to be some nerves about the second album or concern like damn how I'm gonna
0: follow up what I did on that first album you No, know, no, in the, in the beginning I wasn't afraid I wasn't I was like all right give me my check and let's go to work but then I was in farrockaway and um I was going to get my hair cut and I seen these kids I went to school with two of them and I heard them you know like, yeah, that was luck. First album was luck. He ain't gonna be able to repeat himself. Second one. I'm like, yo, really? That's how niggas think? And that's when I start getting hip to the sophomore, the, what is it? Sophomore Jakes. Sophomore,
3: sophomore, jinx, sophomore jinx, yeah. I start getting hip to that,
0: right? I was like, oh, shit. Like, niggas really, you know, and I kept hearing radio stations, is father gonna do it again? Can father repeat the successor? So, I had a, uh, um puffy had um the basketball at the at the the college and and my girl she was pregnant Her name was sonia and she passed away wow and the crazy shit was crazy i had my bodyguards with me we walk in i walked in i kid you not i I walked right out because she was with misa in there. So I said, all right, babe, I'll speak to you later. I'll catch you later on. I'm about to go with the fellas. And she was like, all right. I walked out so easy. You get what I'm saying? Like, literally, no pushing and shoving, no just yeah. out. My body goes, you know, of course, they cleared the way. But I- I'm out. And it, you, it didn't seem like nothing was going to Like, it would have never, if you was there, never would have. It was crowded as fuck. Don't get me wrong. but. Mm-hmm it's like you go to a club and the club is crowded, right
3: but,
0: you know it was no it was normal before it to be like that man i go i go to my daughter's house i i drop everybody off i go to my daughter's house to go pick up my daughter and my daughter's mother told me um you heard about your girlfriend and i said what what are you talking about and she told me mm. and i said what and I couldn't believe it and then next thing you know i'm turning on the news and and i'm hearing the 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 pandemonium on the the radio station you know like oh my god that uh catastrophe and that's what made me name the record the second album close to you Mm. after it happened i took off i took off for a minute um everybody you know puff was saying he was sorry you know and and i and i and i didn't blame Puff at all, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I didn't blame him, you know, it was just some weird shit like that that happened. And um, Puff introduced me to it. that's why I was so grateful, because me and Puff was in DC, we was headed to DC to Howard, I was doing Howard. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, he said, you know, this girl Misa was coming. And he said, yo, Father, could you just please, I want to spend some time with Misa. So could you please she got her girlfriend I'm like yeah alright cool I get the Howard nigga I re I say yo fuck <laughs> 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 I go downstairs true story I go downstairs go get me and Buffs daughter. I meet Sonia. I don't know who Sonya is at this point so I'm like oh my god yo I ran back upstairs told Buff, nigga the deal is off <laughs> you on <and> your own. <laughs> 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 ah. <laughs> he's off, nigga. Hey. Next thing you know, he's like, "Fuck!" I never get you standing in the window like this. Like, damn, man. All right, man. Me in the room. Hey, father, what's up? Hey, what's up, niece? And then I go to the bathroom, coming out, and it's Sony. And I say, "Yo, fuck." That's her. That's what I was talking about. Puff in. That smile on his face, I'll never forget it. Like, he was like, Yes. I said, Oh, yeah, I'm in." I'm, I'm in. Getting uh,
1: Yo, Did you know that Puff was going to be what he is now? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Puff, Mary, all of them, son. Absolutely. Especially Puff, though. Mm. Absolutely. And what, what did you see in him that told you that? In D.C. He told me. He told me straight up. He said, we I'm about to go on the stage and and perform in front of 25,000 people. And Puffs on my tour bus let me hear Biggie's tape. That's before Biggie ever came out. And he's like, What you think about Big? I was like, Big is hot. Big is hot. Because I saw his vision. And then um, he's like, "Um, I can't wait. He says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself a million dollars, watch and see, I'm gonna give me a million dollars and I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell out more concerts than all y'all diggers. And he <laughs> did it so much. he meant it. And I seen it, and I seen the moves he was making to, to make it make sense. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I knew that he was gonna be who he was gonna become. I knew it, I knew it, like I knew Gary. I knew Jodeci was going to come out and sell records. I knew Father MC was going to do his thing. People kill me when they ask me, um, what do I hear all the time? You know, he... he uh, I hear, what did I hear all the time about Puff? but me and Puff. Um, that, yo, yo, you, don't, you ain't mad at Puff. Or why should I be mad at this thing?
2: Why? I'm saying I'm so. We opened the lane for a lot of people, man.
0: But yeah, I came out to become you know, a right? That was my main thing. That's who I set out to become, and I achieved it. Mm-hmm, I right. was mad at me. I still got the relationships with everybody. You know what I'm saying? I didn't reach out. Never reached out for a handout from nobody. Nobody. Niggas want to know how this nigga living in a three million million, man? Let me do my thing. I sold a lot of records. I, I have invested very well. That's why it was like a month ago I heard that Father MC was homeless. There was a guy on the internet saying that um he was he, he didn't but let me take this back. He didn't say he was Father MC. It said on the caption he was in a shelter but he had a video of himself and it the caption said he's mad at Buffy. Oh. Well, I don't know why whoever said Father MC, right? So I go to the thing. I said, let me see this shit. I go look at it and I'm laughing. This thing is in the shelter. I ain't laughing because he in the shelter. I'm laughing because <laughs> he's stupid. Like right, yeah. he's showing you his face. He's showing you his face. Like, uh, are y'all no, sick? Nothing like you. Nothing like me. And you can't even like get it twisted. So, you know, you gotta, you, you know one thing I tell everybody, we chose this game. We chose this game. You so got to take the good, you got to take the bad. And you got to deal with it. But when you do something good, it's going to outweigh everything, and the, the bad is forgotten, and let's go. Here we
1: go. Yo, that's America. America, they love to see it come up, but they love even more to see somebody downfall.
0: They that love part. a crash.
1: They love a plane crash, man.
0: Yeah, that part. That part.
2: So let's change, let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about what brought the idea for Black Disney. And I want to say to you personally, Wait a minute, with that sucker MC beat? Oh my God, son. I was, here, I was in here blasting that before we came on. I was like, <laughs> that, was that right there, you, that's, that's an intro song right there. Wait a minute, here I am, the God is back. Let's listen, make sure you lay that out.
0: But let's talk about Black Disney. What's that about? Well, you know, like, I wasn't going to do no more albums, to be honest with you. I was going to just live it out. And then, as I decided to start traveling to, you know, like a lot of places, like Hawaii for instance. When I went to Hawaii, I never had fun in a lot of these places because it was always work. Work, right. You know, so I said, well, I got the time, let me just start traveling. And I went to Hawaii last year like six times Mm. and and I was supposed to go, I was supposed to go um, back to Hawaii. COVID hit, like, so I'm thinking, all right, you know, well, you know, COVID will be over in like a month or two, so I'll get ready to go. And then they they start banning everything. And everywhere, I was going to London, I was going to Germany, I was going to places to, to see. I, mean, I did have fun in certain spots, but I mean, the really visit, you get know what I'm saying? Like I went, to, I went to, I did, I toured London 18 times one year, in a year, you know? And and I said, everybody was like, Father, you gonna come out, you gonna come out. So my engineer, he Animal. That's his name, Animal. um, He's an artist, you know.
2: know, I don't mean to cut your wisdom. I got a friend I grew up with. His name is Animal, but his nickname is Father. (laughs) That's crazy. So he looked just like you. So I'm a when you had to jump (laughs) me and all that. I swear, to you, I know he's gonna watch this. Just shout out the
0: animal, yeah. Bro, we call him father to this day. Go ahead, bro. But um, he told me he kept saying, "Man, come on, bro, come on, bro." And his sister is Issa Rae. That's his real sister, like blood sister. And and he's J. Cole's engineer as well. So. You know he, he, you know every time he'd always say it. I said, "All right, let's let's make something real quick." We get in there, we start in the dabbing, and then made it for industry head. I let an industry head, Mary, I ain't gonna put him on blast, but I let him hear it. He was like, "It's go time for you. It's go time for you." And I was like, "Nah, nah, cool." And then I just like in my room meditating, and, and and I got the word like, "Let's go. It's go time." Right. So, um. You know, I started putting it together and I wanted my pen, I wanted the ink to be a little more progressive this trip on Black Disney. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, I kind of figured out my style, like, I wanted to talk to myself. And if, and, and if you, like, if I'm talking to you right now, like, I say, get it, get it? Like, I'm saying it, like, if you listen to the album, like, I'm talking to you. Like, look, man, like, I'm right there with you. So I'm right. trying to be more personable. So right. who I, whoever listening to what I'm talking to you, like, like we right here, like, yo, check this out. Like, you could understand where I'm at with it, you know. And um, the, you know, to get the response I'm getting on 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 the records is crazy. And then with uptown, uptown, the movie with BT, three part series, it was like it's the best time to do it. Yeah, you know, it's the best time to do it. I'm not gonna drop an album without the marketing and, and all of the other stuff in back of it. So I learned from the best. So I got Uptown the movie, me and Jimmy Jenkins and Janar Parker. We um Jimmy Jenkins was the vice president of Uptown. Right. We in touch and we we started this thing called Uptown Beyond. So it's it's a a, a play for Andre. Like we giving him his roses wherever. Right. Yes. Let's go. We interviewed all of the artists. Then we interviewed, the beyond part is letting the world know, okay, Andre was responsible for everybody in music right. But we also had television. We had New York Undercover. We had the movie Honey. You know, a lot of people don't know stuff like that. And then we had the other part of the world went after Uptown, after Motown, after DreamWorks. You know what I'm saying? We had. He the movie side, where Dre was moving to the movie side, and we interviewing Johnny Depp, you know, Demi Moore. You know, we interviewing um, Sylvester Stallone. We interviewing these real heavyweight celebrities that look this thing. Right. You (laughs) know, (laughs) So it was more than just, Andre had a vision. He had a vision, and he was taking it to the next level. Andre, man. Andre was my guy, man. Man, I mean, the
2: myth, the legend, man. Yeah, Tell
3: me this: uh, okay. What was your favorite one or two features? And uh, if you had to pick an artist right now from any genre to record a song with, who would be the uh, like? You know, what would be the dream collaboration? I would like to do a record, whether 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 whether, whether hip hop or R and B, whatever genre. I
0: would like to do a record with me, Jay, and and Fifty. That'll be tough. That'll be. I would, tough. I would like that, I would like that lineup and um, singers. If if I would love if if Bob Marley was living, me, Bob, and Marvin Gaye.
3: Hmm. I tell you what, though, being that you put up uh, Bob Marley, you know his his grandson Skip sounds a lot like him. Skip Marley. Really, Skip Marley yeah okay he got he got a good what three or four songs that get a lot of uh especially down here because i'm in maryland i'm in oh, okay. county and that dude definitely gets a lot of radio play down here skip marley sounds just like bob marley how come ziggy what is
0: ziggy doing as well
3: i haven't heard much from ziggy uh okay. I, I hear more from skip marley and damian marley yeah, Damien is doing his thing out there. Yeah, Damien got some, some heavy stuff out there. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. uh, Damon turned the
2: penitentiary into a
1: weed farm too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he got out there making that bread, yo. New New Jack Swing, tell us, tell us new, what's what's New Jack Swing? New what's New Jack Swing? Yeah. What's
0: New Jack Swing? Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Rally's New Jack Swing all day. But Andre, Andre Harrell is so funny. Andre Harrell made that name up and gave it to Teddy. He's New Jack Swing, you know? Andre had Teddy, he had all of them. He had all of them, man. This man, when MCA gave Andre Harrell the deal, and that's why I tell people, I tell people this all the time, like, you could be sitting under somebody, but, he made it look easy the way andre made it look easy like you know a lot of people like want to know like i could do that you know these white boys they skipped over me no these white boys saw it in drake and somebody got to see it in you to believe it just because you his man or his man don't mean you can do what he do right and andre knew how to put out a fire real quick andre never had to get loud and and curse and yell andre knew Andre will talk to you, he could be dropping you for, for life and you get ready to go be poor. But he be saying it so delicate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, nigga, you're getting evicted. You're gonna see your clothes and furniture outside in of of the street, but it's okay. <laughs> 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 the gift of gab. He he, he, he sure forgot the gifted gab, son. He was he was he was he was cool, man. He he I mean, man, I mean, damn. Yo, and, I always wonder how y'all, how y'all get all those
1: samples cleared? Yeah. Yo, cause I, you and you, it's a lot of popular shit, too.
0: Yeah, and I was going you know, it, it, it was the sample huh? house. It was the sample house and the producers, like, that was sampling the records. Like, right. you know, you know, hey, you gotta pay for it. But it comes, it's due to the artists. Like, I, I didn't make, in the beginning, I didn't make no money on I do for you. Nothing. In the beginning. Uh, she robbed me crazy. She took, what, 150,000 or 200, I forget, up front. She wanted that up front, off the rip. And then she wanted a 100%. Wow. Damn. <laughs> man. that was a You know what Dre told me? He said, yo, he said, um, sometimes you gotta lose the win. Because you get in there, probably get it back in the Make that support the album. Right. Yeah. So, damn, it made sense. Yo, and that's
1: a great deal right there, I, yo. That's like highway robbery. But I heard, I heard of somebody else who had a um, story like that, like um, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns when they had the song Deja Vu. Deja Vu. Still, they, they yeah. that, that they had to give everything over and they figured, oh, "All right, we'll make another Deja Vu." Yeah. And it's about to be the biggest. Yo,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, The Grammy, everything on your
2: record. And you, yo, you, 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 you rock on all the classics too, man.
0: It's a yeah, joint it's now, to the kidding? to the wheels fall off to the to the Michael Jackson joint. I'm like, yo, son, it's crazy right here, you baby. Know Michael Jackson's manager was my manager, Frank DeLeo. Really? Yeah, Frank DeLeo, God bless him, rest in peace. Um, he came he came the MC. If you look on everything's gonna be all right. If you look on Coach of U album cover and everything else, mm-hmm. you'll see management, Frank DeLeo management. Mm-hmm. That's how I got that Michael Jackson shit cleared, like easy. That's how I was the first artist, rapper, to give an award to Michael Jackson at the Grammys, Me and Silk. Mm, and I'm I looking crazy. It. I'm looking at Mike, because I'm a fan. I'm looking at him like- Wow, this is happening. On stage like, this is crazy. This is happening right, <laughs> right now. Back <I'm laughs> in the Shrine Theater, all I'm hearing is. <laughs> I'm seeing, I'm thinking, I'm seeing a whole bunch of cops like, "What niggas? They shot this shit up? I don't know." World <laughs> being full like, like pushed next to you know, up to seeing elephants and tigers and cages. I'm like, this shit is crazy. That's crazy. So who are you working with now? Well, on the album, yeah, on the album, I have a lot of surprises. I have a lot of, I have a lot of surprises, man. But um, I have joint. I just got, got to check it out okay all right leave it leave yeah, it up yeah. nah, i'll get I'll, I'll my manager give you
1: what we, heard of, we got we got we heard um we heard let's see we heard i'm back we heard cocky no i don't
2: yeah
1: and we heard she likes
2: you i'm gonna keep it real i was in your ig bro you got too much You got a lot of shit in your ig bro oh all right thank you thank you a man. lot of shit on your ig that's why i heard the the wait a minute with the sucking mcs um back that up um, I'm sorry, but no, I'm not. That shit is stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, son, I'm loving it, yo. I'm like, i oh, not man. apologizing. I'm not apologizing. I'm like, yeah, I'm loving yeah. all that. I need to hear that. I can't wait, man.
3: For real. Hey, 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 Father MC, tell me who, like, who do you listen to now? Like, whether you have it on, uh, you know, the regular personal playlist or, like, who's who's maybe like five artists of whatever genre that, you know, Get you. I'm get weird. You
0: man. I'm weird. Mm-hmm. I listen to. All right, I'm just going to go with the rap because my playlist is, it varies crazy. Like, I okay. like Reese, you're the one that I want. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I, mm-hmm. I rocking shit like that because I'll be listening for the sample aspect right. of it. <laughs> you know, um, Jada Kiss in my top five. Right. Jada Jay Z, of course. I love Jay Z. I don't care what nobody say, I hate you, you. Whatever, money. You know, Biggie still to this day. I'm a fan of B.I.G., and I knew him personally, and that was my guy. Um, um, do I like... Uh, yeah, I don't really like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
3: now... I don't like Fab, I, like a- my- I like Fab. Fab, Fab, Fab. Yeah. Yeah,
0: who else? Yeah, who else? Bro? I'm. I, I'm still gonna stick to to my bottom truth. Rock Eric being Rakim. Hill. can't go, go wrong. With you. That. you can't lose. It, I mean Rakim to this day. That when he said, "I take seven MCs, put them in the line. I take seven more brothers who think they can rhyme. It was ah, t- seven, seven more, more gold for ah. miles." Now that's 21 MCs ate up at the same time. Same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I almost quit. I said, there Ain't no way. You talk course, Nas 2, I rock with Nas 2. You're a slave to a page in my ROM book. That was the craziest shit
3: mm-hmm. ever to me. Ever. Yeah. You know? Well, you know what? Being, being that you, broke, uh, you, you, you brought up uh, the Nas part, right? Now, back when, real briefly, back when Ether came out, what did you like? Was you on, was you with Jay or was you with, with, with Dodge for that? Or, uh, uh, I can't see question. I, uh, I was with Jay until I heard that
0: one line, you a slave to a page in my rhyme book. That did it for me. That, right. that did it for me. I, I was with Jay all the way I'm going, though, talk me to death, but when I heard... I slave to
3: That was on Made You Look. That was a hot track. I
0: start pulling out here, nigga. Yeah, the yeah. so I was like, oh my
3: god. Uh, this- I'm going to sneak in one more real quick, though, if y'all mind, fellas. Yeah, would, yeah. You, would you ever be uh, uh, willing to do a versus battle? I
0: would, but it just depends. Because I know who people will pin me up against. And then I know who they pin me up against. I already know that. But at the end of the day, it's like, how, do you, how would you judge it? Because I'm looking at it like, if you judge popularity, I got a very, very good chance of busting ass. If you judge lyrical from those albums back then, okay, commercial, so they may have it. Really? If you judge record sales, I got a good chance. If you judge hit records, I'm winning. You winning? Yes, yeah, sure.
2: <laughs>
0: sir. I got catalog like all day. So it depends on what you really going for. You know Who what I'm saying? What pair you up with?
3: Sure, man. Here we go, drum roll. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I'm well. just thinking, I don't know. I ain't <laughs> starting nothing. I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the radio
3: like, Nigga, this nigga sent
0: you off. <laughs> I really don't know, but you know, at the end of the day, um, I mean, I- I'm here for it though. I, I-, 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 I can say this like, Versus is cool, but I would say put niggas on records together. Give right. niggas records. Let niggas go with records. You know, let them go with records and let them, you know, get the, the anxiety out. Yeah. You know,
1: you did some work with um work with Little Sean too, right? Yeah, Sean my cat man. Yeah, I
0: haven't spoken to Sean in years though. But yeah,
1: yeah, because he do it. He got his podcast now too. He do, um, behind the smoke. Really? Yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah, you guys um, he's yeah. on YouTube, you know, he's all over the place. He um he wrote a book. Um he was on drink champs, like he's really like like resurfacing and doing his thing. That's
0: good man. That's good, man. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, you know really. what's
3: crazy though? You know what's crazy, right? Okay. Did did any of y'all see that, that Woody Williams story?
2: Nah, I ain't watching. The,
3: that. Uh, the the one that came out on Lifetime that everybody talking yeah, about? Yeah. Okay, now shout out Shout out to Lil Sean, right? But I remember when Lil Sean was on uh, uh, Nori's podcast, right? He was saying how, you know, him and Eric B was, it was some tension over, you know. just implicated a flag? Nah, I'm just saying. Like, I don't don't know because Sean said that him and Eric B was dating the same woman. But being that Wendy Williams gave the spin and spilled the beans on, on, on Eric B. I wonder if the same woman that they that they were dating was Woody Williams.
1: Uh yo Father MC, next question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Father MC Next question. So, this next is this is question. a little little other topic. I hate I hear you doing real estate, bro. You selling houses?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Flipping them, you know, making it make sense. I also did a um record with um Ash Yet. I don't know if you guys remember the group yeah, Ash. I, I just did a record with them, um, it's so on my, you can go on my, my um, IG and check the shit out too. Or uh, I can have my manager just get it to y'all. Okay, and check it okay. out, they well, they I,
1: I,
2: I personally want, wait a minute. Mr. Manager, I know you back there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get here. i get <laughs> want, I, I, want, I want that one. I want to blast that in my car, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need yeah. that.
1: So how did, so how did it, how did your separation from uh, Uptown come about? Well, at the
0: end of the day, I, I, when my dad passed, I was like, okay, you oh know, I needed, I, um, I needed the um, the, the time. Mm. And I knew that Dre was selling Uptown to Motown. And I, w- I was wanting to move to Atlanta at the time. And Dre wouldn't give me a release. He wouldn't give me a release. I, I got a release. I had to blackmail him. I had to say, yo, it was uh, it was Valentine's Day weekend and um heavy no no Christopher Williams crazy ass was supposed to do a show in Detroit or Chicago for the for the ladies and um um you know Chris bailed the fuck out so Uptown is in trouble now and they get mm. called the MCA cause the radio station out there said I'm dropping every fucking body this uh Christopher Williams ass. I'm about to blackball him, and I'm about to fucking blackball every record on MTA and UpTown niggas. Ad Washington, God bless him, and Ernie tingleton called Andre. and was like, fix it, nigga. They the only artist we have that we want is father MC. If y'all can't give it us Christopher Williams, give us father MC. That's when I get the call. Oh, now I gotta go from UpTown. I was like, I said, now y'all want something from me, and I want something from y'all. And that's how it was. But they never gave me a release. I never was officially released from Uptown. Damn. Oh, wow. Never was released from Uptown. Never. Mm-hmm. Never got that slip, like how record labels you sit in cat shit. I ain't never get that. No. I ain't never get that. I'm Uptown for life, baby. Yeah. I, ain't yeah. good. Good. <laughs> I ain't never getting dropped. I ain't never, I just, I was the only artist that could really go in Uptown and, and sit like Burp with good example, my captain Burp Adele, I used to interrupt his, I had relationships with these cats. I'd interrupt his meeting with like, he, he represented Madonna, you know, he represented everybody, all the heavy hitters. I just walk in the office and sit in your meeting, money. Like, yo, Burp, I need grip right now, money. Like, especially don't get it twisted. If, I, if it was Christmas time or something and I needed to get something. Right. Yo, bro, it's only gonna take five minutes, man. Just go and tell Catherine to go, my bookkeeper to go write it up because I gotta get out of here. And he just looked at me, this white old man would just look at me like it's like crazy, like this, like, this nigga is crazy. <laughs> he looked, you can t- you can read his mind. So, you know, my thing was relationship, you know, relationships and, and maintaining the relationships. And that's why me and Pop to this day is, is one money, one money, you know. It's like to the, the, the maintain your relationships and to keep it going is one thing, but to, to, to actually, anybody can pick up a phone call, but right. conversations about it. That's right. Yeah. You give it a saying? That's right. You know, and I try to keep it 100 through the pipeline from like somebody in an interview last week just asked me like, did I ever change? Um, Did the game change? Jay made me smarter, but the money didn't change me because I think the people around me changed. I don't think I really changed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: cause I'd always be that same dude. I'll help somebody if they got bags in the car. I don't care the celebrity. What I did, what um, I bought my mother a home. You know, my mm-hmm. first single or well, my first single, I bought her a home. I mean, you kept your integrity, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think that father didn't never screw himself out. I ain't, I ain't, okay. I ain't never sell myself out to 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 whatever mythical things that they say is out there. Right, that's right. I always knew how to come to me, so I think they had the respect it in their lap to understand if we go to farther this way, he gon' OD on it. So if it ever was any funny style shit, you know. I did. I did. I own up to everything I did. Like when I got locked up on Wendy Williams radio. Hey, it was. I right, come on, send me to jail. Let's go. I'm getting out. They gave me a party in Manhattan, and the helicopters was in the air. I had six chicks with me going to the hotel. And the, fat, and the detective, he had his badge and he standing there like acting like he a bum and he's like, "Welcome, see." And I was drunk as what, and he's like, "Um, yeah." I do it, man. And he showed me his badge, and I said, "Wow!" I had Connie Brown with me, my management at the time, and she and she's looking, and I'm like, "I got the six chicks," and I'll never forget. I, I asked him, I said, "Yo, can you just put pops in front of the room for just <laughs> like?" <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, man. So, the Playgirl, I did the Playgirl, you know. I was gonna ask you how you land the Playgirl. I was sex simple. and you know, yeah. I wasn't talking about, I wasn't the rapper talking about guns and, and, and shooting shit up. I was talking about women. women. So they stepped, to me, they stepped to me three times at Madison Square Garden, this is the crazy part. Two times I denied them. The third time they came to me with the, the envelope and the card and she had a figure written on the card. And I was running on stage and I looked at the figure and I was like, oh shit, it made me run back. I was like, go, let me go. <laughs> let me go. Wow. So, i mean i mean man it's to the good and, and when this COVID is over you know we're gonna go out there and make some more history that's right yeah yeah i can't so, wait
1: i can't wait you know, father mc we appreciate it man thank you for joining us great job man yo thank we got you, we got the new music too you know i was talking to your manager i told your manager we definitely gonna you know promote it we're gonna put it in on the video and everything Yo, this is a it's it. Yo,
0: this was dope talking to you, man. It's yeah, a good man, OG, man. It's OG conversation. It's like we
1: be hanging with the
2: OG
0: right now, man. Yeah, man. I, I had a blast, and I appreciate y'all, man. And anything I can do or y'all need from my camp, y'all just hit Jay up, and, and we make it happen.